All right, that was uh, Dr. Reggie Gold, another one of the greats who unfortunately passed away a couple of years ago. Um, if you really like Dr. Reggie Gold's purity of his message, uh, he was, was considered like the pure philosopher. Um, if you really like his message, then I highly recommend that um, you go on, uh, I think it's reggiegold.com, and uh, he has different uh, CD versions of his message. Um, he has a philosophy uh, CD set that I have and a practical application of the philosophy that I actually have an audio tape. Um, so uh, I think his stuff is just totally fabulous. And he was you know, just another one of those life-changing chiropractors that uh, did the circuit years ago, and uh, we really miss him. Um, and his wife, by the way, is Reggie Gold, uh, Irene Gold. Uh, so Irene is the one who uh, does all your board review, or a lot of your board reviews. So the two of them are amazing powerhouses. And if you ever, ever take a board review with uh, Dr. Irene Gold, uh, ask her to tell you little philosophy stories, because this woman is powerful. Right? You, all you hear about her is like about national boards and science and this kind of stuff. But man, if you talk to her about some great you know, philosophy stories, she will give you some amazing stories about what it used to be like uh, back in the 50s and 60s when Reggie was at his, his peak. Um, but what I wanted to show you is this um, today, because this relates to a lot of what we're, what we're going to talk about. And I, how many people have read The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People? Oh, all right. So there's a couple of books that I think you really ought to read. Um, uh, especially like if you guys are, are, if you're graduating, you should read it over Christmas break. And if you're not graduating, you should read it over Christmas break. Um, so, uh, and those, this, here's the three books that I'm going to recommend that you, you, you read. Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Think and Grow Rich, and The Richest Man in Babylon. Yeah. If you don't read those three books before you graduate or before you start a practice, your bitch is being stupid. That's really what it's about. It's not even by being like, you're, oh, you're missing something good. You're just being silly. Uh, because those three books are, are absolute life changers. Yeah. Yeah. The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. Uh, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And The Richest Man in Babylon by George Clayson. <clears throat> those three books were the three books that I read right after I graduated life and they revolutionized my entire practice career. <clears throat> this is from the first chapter of Dr. Covey's book, Seven Habits. And this is probably one of the most important things that I'm gonna talk about <clears throat> this whole quarter, so I want you to like get it. And if you're like on Facebook right now or looking down, I'm really gonna suggest you stop. Because whatever you're doing, you can, you can think about it again. But I'm gonna suggest you stop, because this is the single most important thing I could probably teach you out of Stephen Covey's book. And that's this, the space it's one sentence, guys. The space between stimulus and response is freedom. The space between stimulus and response is your freedom. Now, what does that mean? What that means is this, that when something happens to you, right? When something happens to you, a stimulus, there's a space between what happens to you and your response. Your choice lies right here, in that gap between stimulus and response, <coughs> right? So this, the, the space between <clears throat> should I smoke this cigarette and smoking the cigarette, right? The space between should I eat this thing and should I not eat this thing? The space between should I practice my adjusting 100 times a day with each hand like this to make sure that I have that thrust down 
like really amazingly well, a hundred times in each direction, you know, cervical, thoracic, and lumbar, should, or, eh, you know, I'll do that later, I'll do it some other time, right? That space, the decision right here of what you're gonna do between here and here, this is your life. You wanna know the people who are masters? They made better choices. Right here, in that space between stimulus and response, masters make better choices. Average people make average choices and the humdrum zombie of, our, of the world, which is most people, they make poor choices, right? Like Jim Rohn would talk about an apple a day. You probably heard me say this before, an apple a day, right? That's pretty easy to do, right? But because something's easy to do, what is it also? Easy not to do, right? It's easy not to do. And that's the difference between stimulus and response, right? So you want, you want to talk about making the practice of your dreams? Well, then I suggest the practice of your dreams lies right here between stimulus and response. What are you doing to create the practice of your dreams? Are you doing something in between that, those two pieces, right? Or not? And that's really up to you. It's really up to you. And I know this looks so simply like that can't be that easy, but I'm telling you, this is it. Because the stimulus versus response, that freedom to choose is right here. And all these other pieces, all these other things that are going to occur are going to come from what's going to happen during that space. And sometimes bad stuff's going to happen to you, right? All of us have bad stuff happening to us. And it's going to keep on happening. As much as you don't want it to, I'm telling you it keeps on happening, right? There's always going to be something. Some, some, and we know what they call it? They call it the blind side. Sometimes they go, whap, and hit you up the blind side. And then you clear that one up, and then whap, you get hit up the blind side again. But it's not how many times you get hit that counts. It's how many times you get up, right? The old saying, you know, down seven, up eight. Right, have you heard that? Down seven, up eight, because what that means is you just keep on getting up. So you get hit on the blind side, bam, so you weren't expecting that. All right, you got knocked down, now get yourself back up, you know? Because no, like anybody who says practicing is easy is full of it. It's not easy. It's hard. Every day is hard. It's fun. It's exciting. It's rewarding. But it's not easy. Now, it's simple. Right? Because there's not a whole, you don't have to be a master of 10,000 things to be, have a great practice. You've got to be a master of a couple of things. Right? And what's the most important thing is communication. And a communication is two forms of communication. You've got to master yourself and others. So stimulus and response. Are you working on your communication? Right? If the answer to the stimulus of, am I working on communication is, well, you know, I got so many other things to do. If that's what you're doing, you're wasting your damn time. I'm so tired of possibly unbelievably successful chiropractors wasting their time on stuff that will not give them fruits of their rewards. You guys have clawed, fought, scrambled, and hardshiped your way to get over here and then so many people, they graduate and they sit on their rear end and they play on their Facebook and they play on Twitter and they play on, and they waste all this time and they wonder how come they're not being successful and it's because the stimulus response isn't working. If you don't go from here to here, what the hell do you expect? Right? If you don't put money into your bank account, then 20 years from now, do you should you expect anything? If you don't put something in, you're gonna get something out? It's not possible, right? It's just not possible. So I'm going to have you do an exercise. Brian Tracy, I love Brian Tracy. He's another great speaker. You guys should be listening to. If you're, he's one of the few of the great speakers that's actually still alive, right? Uh, some of these guys have passed away. Um, but Brian Tracy, this is an exercise that uh, I heard him do last year. Um, 
and I'm gonna share this with you because I think it's super important. So this is what I want you guys to do. If you have paper, take out a piece of paper. If you don't have paper, then take out your phone or your laptop or your iPad and go onto some note-taking thing. All of you do this. All of you do this. Find some kind of note-taking thing on, if you have a, a computer or an iPad or your phone, you can go on that. And if not, then take it. It's better to do it on a piece of paper if you can. And I'm going to do it with you. All right? So is everybody ready? This is what I want you guys to do. You want to be super successful? This is the path, right? So right now, I'm creating a stimulus, and I'm going I'm to make you have a response. I'm going to make you have a response, all right? So here's the stimulus. <clears throat> I want you to write, I'm going to give you one minute. And you're not being graded, and you won't hand it in, and you don't have to share it with anybody. But I'm going to give you one minute. I want you to write down your top three lifetime goals. The three biggest things you want to accomplish. What are they? Write them down. One minute. All right, you got 30 seconds. Fifteen. Only three things. All right, done. Time. So this is what Brian Tracy said uh, in the audio series, and what I'm going to suggest is probably right for you guys too. Most likely, what you wrote down was something to do about relationships, something to do about money, and something to do about health. Would I, am I correct? In, is he correct? So, so raise your hand if, if the, the three things that you wrote down have something to do with that. Those three things. All right, so half the class is about right, and this is what he said. He said about half of you, those three things are gonna be the things. I'm gonna tell you what I wrote down. First off, I wanna create the best relationship I can with Lisa and Palmer, and my wife and son. I wanna increase wealth to have complete financial independence, which means that everything I do, I do because, like, I never have to work, I never have to work, I work as I choose you know, to work. And number three is, I wanna be healthier at 60 than I was at 50. And I'm still, I'm pretty damn healthy, but I want to be even healthier, right? So that's, those are my three top three goals, right? And I don't know what your three, top three goals are, and I, whatever it is, you know, I hope that you guys, you know, all get them. But here's the thing. In order to have, in order to reach a goal, you need three things. What three things do you need? Number one, you got to know where you are, right? So you have to measure where you are, right? So... As an example, if you're measuring money, 
and you, if you have a net worth of a million dollars and that's not financially independent enough and your financial independence is three million, so we're at one million, I wanna get to three million, right? So that's what I want. So you have to know where you are, right? They have to know where you got it, wanna go. So if you're at one million, you wanna go three million, well, that's where we gotta go is three million. So that's how we're gonna, that's, but then what do we need to know? How am I gonna get there? How am I gonna get there, right? So the three things you just wrote down, if, the, if those are your top three goals, and they really usually are, this is what Brian Tracy said. Brian Tracy said that in 30 seconds to a minute, you can write down your top three goals and they're better and more defined because of the time pressure than if you said, I'll give you a half an hour or I'll give you to the next week, you know, and do it. And you spend some time writing it. He said that you get much purer goals this way because here's a time pressure. You got one minute to write down three things, right? So now what do you got to do? You got those three things, right? What you need to do now is quantify. Where am I? Where do I want to go? And how am I going to get there? And make yourself a map. Make yourself a map of, okay, if I'm here now, and I, like just a million dollars. If I have a million dollars now and I want to have $3 million by there, well, that means, you know, by what time do I have? Let's say by 65. So by 65, I want to do this. So that means I need to put X amount of money in the bank to get to 3 million. And I look back, I'm already doing those things. So I just have to keep on doing, maybe add a little bit more, right? So that's the road, that's the map, right? So just, I got to keep on doing what I'm doing, right? That's the discipline. That's the stimulus versus response. Because you can say, you know what? I'd rather spend it on ice cream. I'd rather spend it on fancy cars and trips and, and, and just like do all kinds of other things. And then, but then what's going to happen if you spend all that money instead of saving it, where is it going to be in 15 years? You're going to have the 3 million? No. And is there any surprise? Would you be shocked? You shouldn't be, right? Because you said, I'm going to do this, and then you didn't do it, so duh, right? But on the same token, if you, say, if you do what you say you're going to do, and you have a plan, you say, this is what I want to do, and then you just do it, then the chances of you doing it are really high. Because I'll tell you, my wife and I, in 19... Uh, eight, 1991 when we sat when we got married and we were sitting down in a restaurant in Maui on our honeymoon <clears throat> and I just started listening to Zig Ziglar and all these guys and we're at this restaurant and we're overlooking the ocean and we're having this beautiful time and we just saw this the Haleakala and we saw these beautiful mountains in uh, the, uh, the volcano in Hawaii with the lava flowing out and it's just like this magical time right to spend your time in Hawaii on your honeymoon it's really super cool so Lisa and I are sitting in this beautiful restaurant and I look at her and I said, you know what? Zig Ziglar says we should write down our goals. What do you think? She said, yeah, let's do it. And neither one of us had ever heard of this or done this before. So we're looking around like, okay, what can we write it on? Because it was, it was like a cloth. It wasn't like, uh, like on some place where they write down stuff, you know, like Chick-fil-A or something. It was like, there was a you know, cloth. So I'm like, waiter. So he brought us some, some napkins and some paper we could write on. I said, we got a big paper napkin. And I asked for his pen. I said, you mind if I borrow your pen? He's looking at me like, what do you need for me? I just, I just want to write some stuff down. <coughs> so we, um, we wrote down our goals, all our goals, our lifetime goals. Like, okay, Lise, we just got married. Where do you want to see your life? Like by 50, by age 50. And we, re we reached every single one but one goal. Every single one but one. And we reached it for the most part for a long time ago. And you know what we're doing now? One of the hardest things we have to do now after 25 years of being married is decide where the hell are we going to be in 25 more years? 
right? If we've already reached everything that we thought, like, and we, we, and we never would have thought that we could have done this, but we actually did. So to reach all this stuff, now we have to reach even higher pinnacles, right? And that's a, that's a harder thing to think about. And believe, you may not think that at this day and age, but I'm telling you, it's, it's, once you've reached a lot of stuff to reach to the next level, like the, the, the pyramid's getting narrower. So there's a lot, it's different things to reach for, right? But I want you to know that the reason that we've reached all these things is because we wrote it down, and every year we write it down, and every six months or so we revisit it, and we, re, we refine it, and refine it, and refine it, and the reason that Lisa and I are as successful as we are in our relationship, and financially, and with our health, and all this other stuff, is because we've kept on top of it all these years. We've always made sure that this choice is going this way and we're not veering off, right? And that is absolutely critical for you guys to understand. One thing, and the reason I brought this up with Reggie is because Reggie Gold was single-minded. Anybody who knew Reggie would see him and they'd say, he's essentially saying the same thing for like the last 20 something years. Every one of his talks essentially revolved around the same thing. And a lot of people used to ask him, Reggie, why are your talks so kind of similar? And you know what he said? He says, because until you guys get it, I'm gonna keep on giving you the same message. (laughs) Right? Because you guys, and, and unfortunately in his lifetime, we never got it. And that's why I still listen to Reggie all the time as I'm driving and stuff like that, because I want to get it. I still haven't gotten 100%. But I want to make sure, like, my job with you guys is make sure you guys are getting as much as I can give it to you, I want to make sure you get it. You know, and I hope all of you participated in this and wrote stuff down. And if those of you who didn't do that, I ask you why. <coughs> why not? Right? Like, I've got over 5,000 people listening to our podcast, which is totally amazing. I'm, like, stunned that this is happening. But... I don't understand why somebody wouldn't do this. I don't understand. Because as far as I'm concerned, if you're here, sitting here, and you're listening to this, then you want what I want. And it's not the the big cars and the big houses and the fancy boats. That's not the the thing that drove us, right? It's how can, that's not my top three things. My top three things are relationships, health, and, and wealth to be financially independent, make sure my son's taken care of. Right? That's the kind of stuff that we want to aim for. Those are the big things we want to aim for. Right? It's not your student loans. You're going to pay those off. Those are not big things. That's not a big thing. It may look like a big thing now. Right? But I'm telling you, it's not a big thing. It is, it's, it's, it's a nothing. You, how, someone asked me this morning, how am, I, how, you, how am I going to pay off my student loans? Guess what my answer was? One month at a time. Simple as that. It's really not hard. Really not hard, right? That shouldn't be the big thing. That shouldn't be your lifetime achievement goal. I pay back my student loans. That shouldn't be the thing on your, your tombstone. He paid back his student loans. Great, right? You know what I want on my tombstone? He was an amazing father and husband. He loved teaching people about chiropractic. He loved the kids that he took care of. He went all out. He used himself up for chiropractic and for the betterment of humanity and the kids that he served. Right? That's what I want on my tombstone. Not like, well, he made a lot of money and you know, paid off his student loans in 15 years. Right? That's, that's not the thing I want there. Right? So I want you to think about that. I want you to think about the place. This is, this is your freedom right here. 
The difference, the place between the stimulus and response is your freedom. And the question is, how are you going to choose it? Right? You choose your choice. It's your freedom. What do you want to do?